All right, we're live. Hell yeah. Perfect. We did it. We're here. Yeah, I was hoping you were going to say that. Oh. We're here. I'm here. John, welcome back. You're here. Hello. Yeah. I've been gone for How? a while. Yeah, you have yes. been gone. You would have been back in between, but then the snow kept you from us. Oh my God. Yeah. So much, so much stuff happened. All right. So uh, I went. What was the last episode I was on? <laughs> it's been a while. You, you went to Denver for the first one you missed. Wait, I thought it was Vancouver. Oh, okay. I went to Vancouver. Holy shit. Yeah. Did you Vancouver? go to Denver? Like February 7th. I was there for a week. Oh, maybe I'm misremembering that one. Okay. And then I thought I was back for a week. I thought I was you back in the been. past okay. week. Yeah. And then the week yeah. after I had to go to uh, Direct Relief's headquarters. So last week I was in Direct Relief's headquarters. Or I guess two weeks ago now. Two weeks uh, ago. Yeah. Yeah. Tuesday to Thursday I was gone. Why did you have to go there? We we went there to shoot bumpers for our charity event, and we went to do interviews and get a tour of Direct Relief's like headquarters, their warehouse and stuff like that. It was actually really cool. What? Yeah. What's Direct Relief like other than a warehouse full of product? I mean, it, it is literally what you'd expect. It's a warehouse full of product. It is a uh, an o- office building full of people that are working on charity related things or like working on disasters and stuff like that. I mean, it's pretty much what you expect, but it was just really cool, okay. like getting toured around the warehouse, seeing like all like the the medical aid they send out, all the like PPE they send out, just kind of boxed up, ready to go. Like seeing like look at like how their shipping system works. It was just like really neat. Cause I've never been in that situation before, that location. Sure. So that was cool. Uh, but then when I got back from that, I got sick. Right. So I got back uh, the next day. I streamed because I did Octopath Traveler two for a sponsor thing. And in the middle of the stream, uh, my nose started running un- like uncontrollably. So uh, I was sick from Friday until Wednesday, and I had to skip two streams. Uh, and I thought it was COVID because it yeah. just wasn't going away. And but like it was all all in my head. It wasn't like in my lungs or anything like that. So I was freaking out because okay. I had to leave Wednesday to go to our charity event. And so I had to, I had to test like nonstop. I had to do a PCR test, like all this shit. And it was just a cold. That's all it was. It, it basically went away when I left Wednesday. Uh, but well, that's good. That's yeah, good. that's good. But two other people in my group that went did get COVID. So they had to miss the charity event. I uh, went to direct relief, got yes. COVID. So three, oh, okay. three of us in total in our group went and then uh, some of our like our friends that work there also showed up. Uh, one of the friends that went that worked there got the same cold I got. Uh, and then two of them okay. who lived together got COVID. So they both missed the charity event in person, but the rest of us were there. And that's like a crew of like 15 to 20 people. Right. Okay. So that was last weekend. I've been gone Wednesday. I got back Monday night. Yeah, Monday night at like midnight. And it was a great time. I think it's probably the best Coliseum we've done straight up. Like it was the record setting one. We raised the most money. Uh, We had a hilarious time. I don't think I've laughed that much in years. It was great. I fucking love it. Good. Yeah. Any cool like behind the scenes stuff you want (laughs) to just tell us about? Um, So in previous years when we were in person, like we just like rented an Airbnb or like we just basically had a room in a house. This time around, right. like we built a set like there was they they literally like brought in like lighting kits. They brought in fake walls to build Who's up they? fake furniture. So uh, we have a tech crew like so uh, 
Direct Relief has a bunch of people that works with them from like Zeldathon and other charity event uh, like groups, and they work okay. with us. So like uh, they're the ones that helped us organize the whole thing in the first place. So like six people from Zeldathon showed up, helped build a set. They literally built walls. They like brought in a couch. They brought in like furniture. Where, where did they build the set? Like were you in a warehouse? Were you in an Airbnb again? We were we were in like a hotel uh, conference room. We literally rented like a hotel okay. ballroom. Okay. We so, have, yeah, because yeah. I I did see like, um, just like some random videos that like you were retweeting of the stream. I yeah. did not know that wasn't a house again. Yeah. No, yeah. it was wild. We had like a hotel, like uh, we had three rooms uh, in the hotel. One was for the set, one was for the musicians to work on, and one was a green room. So like, if we weren't on stream, we were just like all chilling and chatting in the green room. It was great. Right. Was this in Denver again? No, this was this was somewhere else. We haven't said the location. We're not saying the location, but like, yeah. Oh, okay. Because we might reuse it. That's that's why we don't want to be like, oh, here's where we were. See you there next year. You know that kind of thing. Ah, I see. Okay. So we we're probably not having it in the same place next year, but like just in case, because it was a pretty good option. We're just we're just hedging our bets. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. That's really cool. No. And we how much were, did you guys raise? Uh, we so raised in cash 424000 I believe. That was just cash. Uh, but we also sold uh, shirts and uh, a fanzine this year. And we haven't okay, got yeah. the full totals for how much of those are adding to the, to the overall total, but I'm pretty sure it's adding another 30000 Nice. nice. Hey, so we raised close to 460000 this year. It's, it's wild. Damn. This, this yeah, was by really far our best year. Do you have like a particular highlight from the stream? Like if maybe people didn't catch it, you're like, you got to see this site. Oh God, there's so one. many. There's so many. Um, each day had their own like really good segment. Uh, the first day had Super Mario 3D World where people had to donate $50 to kind of get a player in the game. The segment literally started with no one on the couch, no one playing the game. So people just had to donate to get people in, but they could also donate to remove them as well. So there are a okay. bunch of points where like there was just no one playing. And I guess the audience was like, well, we've got to make sure progress is happening somehow. So people kept donating to put me in to a point where they were giving me extra lives so I couldn't be eliminated. So oh, I at one okay. point I had yeah. like 48 lives and people had to donate like $2,500 to remove me from the segment. And they did. <laughs> All right. That, that was nice. fun. Later that night, they did Werewolf, where, you know, the social game. The card, uh, yeah. And at one point during that, uh, the group that was playing was given a hat that was passed around and they had to impersonate whatever person was on the list and it was everyone else in the event. So uh, I got to see myself impersonated and a bunch of other people and uh, they were pretty spot on. There were some really funny moments in that. This was while playing werewolf? Yeah. So they were doing werewolf oh, okay. while being us. Yeah. Uh, okay, sec okay. second day had disc only, which is our other podcast we're on the one that formed at the Coliseum. Uh, but one of the incentives was literally to replay the intro over and that happened 78 times or something like that. Oh, so God. Okay. it was that it was adding, it was changing the topics of conversation. It was adding in more people into like the segment. It was just chaos, absolute chaos. Sounds like it, yeah. Yeah, and then the final day, we had uh, an absolutely insane Mario Party segment where we played a custom board um, that a viewer in the community made. 
And while we were playing that, uh, people were raising money by just like, if you donate this much money, we will spray this person in the face 30 times. So the Moist Boys became a, a gang and they were just like oh, always God. trying to raise money. Yeah, I know. And they were raising money to just get sprayed in the face constantly. There was one thing where I think someone donated like $3,000. And because they did that, four people got sprayed in the face a hundred times or something insane like that. It was wild. It was just so fun. Surprisingly, uh, moistboys.com is up for sale. Oh, the, wow. You could get that oh, domain wow. for $2,800. Yeah. So I am shocked that that did not uh, lead to somewhere. How much did you say the domain is? $2,895. That's not bad at all. Wow. Cheap. Oh, yeah. Sorry. There's another segment I forgot about that was on the final day. Nap time. <laughs> all <right>. Okay. Literally, <laughs> all right. Literally, one person fell asleep on the couch on the set. And donations were brought in to either add or remove comforts for him while he's sleeping. But then there were other donation markers like, if you donate exactly $302, uh, we'll send in a rave with people jumping around with glow sticks and music will start playing to try to wake him up. And then they had uh, one of our musician friends came in and just started like shredding his guitar uh, right behind him and just started doing like the gravity, like heavy metal voice and everything. It was just, you had to watch it. It's just, it's great. There's so many like, must watch segments from this year nice nice very cool what's the so what's the next trip uh i got an offer to go to the saint jude play summit at the end of april okay i have no idea what that is so saint jude is a is a hospital children's hospital in the states yeah um, they they do huge fundraisers and last year because of a friend's uh, event I was joined in I helped raise money for it so they invite you to fly down to the actual like children's hospital check out the campus um, they show you where your money is going that you've raised and stuff like that and just a bunch of streamers get to go and just kind of socialize and plan out things to do for uh, for the next year of fundraising so I might do that. I don't know. I'm, I'm debating that. It's kind of at a weird time, but uh, otherwise, my next trip is here in Calgary. We've got we're doing Odafest well, in May. Trip. Oh, okay. Yeah. So everyone else, everyone else flies in. I don't have to leave my fucking bed. I gotta Me. still get throwing controllers ready, but yeah. Sorry, I I was speaking. It's what fest in May? Ota Fest, O T A F E S T. Oh, okay. Yeah, All the, right. The, the, the they still do that. Yeah, yeah, they're heading their twenty fifth okay. year, I think, this year. Wow. And it's at Sate now, right? No, it's uh, in the Telus Convention Center in downtown. Oh, hey, good for them. It's been there for a couple of years now. They, they do they still do the uh, Ota Fest light in like November? They used to. I think it took a break because of COVID. I forget if it's back or not. Okay. But I think they changed his name to Odafest Aurora. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I get like such tangential news about that because I had a friend who would volunteer every year, but they stopped. So I have no idea what was going on. Gotcha. Very fun. I have um, PAX East coming up in a couple weeks. That's my next trip. And then uh, right before that, I also have GDC here in San Francisco. So in two weeks, I have a busy video game convention week how about you paul i'm fucking exhausted that i have nothing <laughs> it's been a long week <laughs> all right well let's uh let's talk about some games then because this is the top down perspective for march 9th and i'm sean booker i'm paul fleck john wheeler 
Paul, did you play anything? Uh, nothing I want, particularly want to talk about. Nothing new, I guess, this week. Okay. Well, let's go back to John. What have you been playing for the last three weeks? All right. Three weeks. Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, funny enough, I actually haven't been playing too many games. I actually got into comic book reading again. Like, uh, the past okay. man. I started reading the you- hardcovers for the IDW Ninja Turtles run. Nice. Okay, sure. Really I actually good. just read um, a hardcover Ninja Turtles. I don't know if it's IDW, but it's the like the last Ronin. The, that's IDW. Novel. The last Ronin is really good. Yeah, I just read that one recently. Yeah, that's what got me into the actual series, and like it's it's really well done. Like I've basically been trying to keep myself to be like, all right, I'll read one book, and then when I've finished it, I will buy the next one and just keep doing that, so I don't just buy all of them at once and they just collect dust. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And since I was, I did three trips this last month. I took a book with me on every trip and finished it on every trip. So it's it's been working out. Cool, that's yeah, awesome. But but I have done a little bit of gaming. Uh, oh, well, yeah, before we get off of the turtles, did you guys see the trailer for that new one coming in August? I haven't. I haven't, yet. I haven't no. watched it. I saw like just the stills from it. It looks all right. Like the art style looks great. I think it looks super fun. They're like a younger turtle. They all seem to be kind of like teen preteen so they're kind of idiots um, i think that's i think that's kind of what they did for the 2012 series they were kind of around that age Something I, like I, that. I couldn't tell you much about the 2012 series um but it looks so nice uh so i definitely recommend checking out that trailer cool yeah uh yeah so uh what have i played i played a game called beard blade uh on steam it's a platforming game where you uh, your beard gains magical powers and you can punch, slash, and stab enemies with it. It's just a your standard 2D platformer with some searching in it, a day-night cycle, so the stages are different in day and nighttime. I've been interested in this one. I thought this looked cool. It's not bad. It's not that long either. It was just like a nice little jaunt. I think I finished okay. it in like four hours, five hours. Oh, remember. wow. Quite short let me, then. Well, yeah. let me let me check what Steam says because I might be talking to my ass here. Okay. Uh, did you, you for your travels? Did you bring the Steam Deck? Yes, I brought the Steam Deck and I brought my Switch. So nice. I played through. I played through. Actually, I actually used my Steam Deck a bunch at the event because I needed to emulate a bunch of systems. And I've got my Steam Deck running PSP, DS, GameCube, and there's a system in there I'm forgetting. But yeah, I got it to run a bunch of systems I couldn't before. Nice Steam Deck's pretty great. Okay, so Paul, I was wrong. It says 7.9 hours, and I've got 100% in the game, so. Okay, that's still shorter than I guess I would have thought, but that seems more in line. That's Yeah, that tracks a little better for me. Uh, I also played Kirby's Return to Dreamland, since that's out now, the deluxe edition of it, the new Switch port of the Wii game. Is that worth uh, getting? Uh, did you ever play the game before? Yeah, like a long time ago. I mean, it's that it's that game again. <laughs> I don't remember okay. liking that particular Kirby game that much. If you did not, don't bother. Nothing in there will change yeah. your mind. If yeah, you did I, like I it, remember. get it. It's the same game again, but they add in a new uh, extra mode at the end to kind of like tie together the story to the overall Kirby lore. Um, they right. added in Magalore mode. There's like overall Magalore. Kirby lore. <laughs> oh, dude. Kirby lore is fucking intense. But like. Are you telling like the games don't relate to one another, do they? Uh, <laughs> it's 
in like you know in the, in the same way it's like yeah there's overall zelda lore and it's like no there the char- isn't. characters <laughs> connect like the characters from certain games appear in other games and like it's in lore of like okay yeah they were like the villain in this game but now they're the good guy because of lore reasons friendship like stuff like that no well, not right. no it's not it's not just friendship it's literally like yeah you purify the demon in their soul or something like that kirby lore is yeah, like friendship. yeah yeah okay kirby lore is about elder gods and shit like that it's basically like uh cthulhu mythos but with a pink cute space demon okay it's wild man D- i don't D- remember them uh, crazy getting into this in the cartoon no they never did well <laughs> a little bit in the cartoon but i don't think we got it in english at that point but yeah mm. it, it's yeah but it was fun though uh they added in a game a game called like magalore castle or magalore park so it's it's all the mini games from every Kirby game in the past in one collection now. So That's like cool. Sa- Samurai Kirby's in there, Megaton Punch, Checkerboard Chase, uh, Egg Catch from like Kirby's Adventure. Like the, I think there's like one or two that are still missing. That like Kirby 64 doesn't have all three of theirs in there, but like there's a ton of them in there, and they're pretty well done. And there's like achievements you can get. They're four player now. Uh, if you got, uh, if you're doing the playthrough of story mode now, everyone can be a Kirby. You don't have to be like Kane DDD, Meta Knight, or Bandana Waddle D. You can actually all just be Kirby and have all access to all the powers. Okay. So like, it's it's good. It's good if you like that kind of Kirby game. If you don't like that kind of Kirby game, Kirby game, nothing will change your mind about it. But it is a good Kirby game if you like that kind of Kirby game. Cool. All right. Uh, nice. The one of the one I've been playing the most is. Uh, I had to double check this because they're technically changing their name this week, and that'll be in news. Uh, Grim Guardians Demon Purge. This is a spinoff of Galgun of all series, done by Inti Creates. Paul, Paul, is this the one you talked about last week? Yes. Okay. Yeah. This is now a Castlevania-esque game about demon hunting. Uh, yeah. While, while Galgun is a very horny, like, oh, pheromones. Uh, now, like, every girl likes this one guy, so now you have to fight them off with your love gun or weird shit like that. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? I, I guess they are. But now, but okay. in this game, it's like, yeah, no, you're fighting demons with, like, uh, a sword and, like, a machine gun. Yep. Yeah. I haven't finished it yet. Paul, I don't know if you finished it. I have 100%ed everything you can do in it, yes. Oh, wow. So you must have liked it then. It's okay. It's a solid say, seven. There's, there's some hesitation there. It's a solid seven. It was my podcast game uh, to get all the final secrets. So that's uh, okay. why I put a lot of time in it. Yeah, I'm probably bouncing around seven as well. Honestly, like I like yeah. it. It's but good. like if there feels like there's just something missing in there, like the attack methods are a little odd. Like the machine gun takes a little too long to kill things. Uh, yeah. the, the sword character is a little too weak to kind of get to in your face on things. Yeah, uh, but the sub weapons like, are kind of great, though. The sub weapons like, are actually really good. They're very good. Yeah, that fucking rocket launcher you get, even though it burns through your MP fast, like, yeah. Oh, what? There's, what's the? There's some cool uh, shit. What is it? I I keep both of them. Oh no, the grappling hook. The grappling hook is insane, dude. The grappling hook's really good. At some point in the game as well, you have the option to uh, upgrade them. I can't remember what you spend to do it. I think you just kill enemies or whatever. And you can upgrade them to be better. And then they're just like OP as fuck. 
The grappling oh, hooks one to be better is hilarious. It's literally just you can shoot this diagonally now, and it changes how that game is played. But yeah, yeah, because that thing, I, my complaint was like, why can't I shoot diagonally? This is, makes no sense. It's but an now upgrade. to know it's an upgrade, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, that would break this fucking game. Because literally, literally, if you find a wall, you're like, okay, I'm just going to scale this now. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yep. God, it's pretty great. I, I, I like, I love about the game. The one thing I want to try about this game, I bet, because there's a two player mode where one person plays the girl with the machine gun, I, the other person. I was going to ask if you wanted to try that at some point. I absolutely I do, because I bet you that makes that game like a 10 out of 10. That game seems like a perfect co op game. And I bet you we can beat that game in like 10 minutes. Oh, <laughs> okay. Maybe not that fast, but <laughs> it's, yeah. It's so short, that game. <laughs> yeah. Right now, I'm on, I'm on my second, the second run you have to do. So I'm getting the the pheromone shit. Yeah, but like, I was uh I was talking last week how like you beat the game w- twice basically to fully beat it. Like it, one playthrough of the castle is essentially halfway through. So yeah, yeah. Which to be fair, that's kind of also how they did. This is this game reminds me a lot of how Into Crates did their like Bloodstained Curse of the Moon games. Yep. Or whatever the, I can't remember which was the the subtitle for it. It was Curse of the Moon one and okay. two. Yeah, so like, because it's like you do the first run through, and then it's like, oh, now you can do your second run through, and that changes how the stage is laid out, and the enemies are strength and boss moves and shit like that. I've always thought that was kind of a cool NES style type thing, even though like Ghouls and Goblins or whatever kind of gets credit for that. Their version yeah. was literally just play through the game again, idiot, and they didn't change anything. At least Inti Creates put some new stuff in there. Yeah. So. And then and each stage has like a ton of branching paths you can take depending on your sub weapons and stuff like that. I like it. I like it yeah. a lot. But yeah. like, I, I really think the better way to play this, I'm betting is going to be in co-op because I feel yeah. like it feels like it'll be like an even more solid game that way. I would love to do a session where we just burn through that game in co-op. We should plan that. Absolutely. Someplace. Yeah. I want to finish the game solo, but then like, I mean, I can, I, my schedule's free now somehow. So uh, yeah, after, <laughs> after a couple of days of finishing that game, fuck yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. For sure. Cool. That's pretty much all I played over the last three weeks because I had to get ready for Coliseum and all these trips. Sean, cool, tell me about Wolong. Wolong. Yeah, well, we talked about it last week. Yes. Um, I I have I am right after the first boss. Uh, so you beat that, the hardest thing in that game, in my opinion, that I've faced because that first boss is easily the hardest thing. Have you done any of the other bosses? Yes, and they're all okay. one shotable one shotable this game doesn't really seem like it's a one shotable kind of game it's it's to the point where the game is a little boring because the way you beat it is waiting for them to attack learning what attack is the red attack and then parrying it to do massive damage and doing that forever it's a okay, little so boring. the so the opposite of one shotting it um i have i have all heard that this game is is easy and then you get to the bosses and they're pretty hard um which is not uh which is not ideal for me um i also don't like parrying (laughs) but uh if you don't like this one like that's basically what they want you to do you can probably stop playing and i get it i think i'm gonna give the next level a try i'll see how that boss goes and i'll kind of make my decision after there i think that's going to be the make it or break it for me but yes that first boss was pretty hard i was yeah and it it definitely kind of like solidified the thing of like oh elden ring was kind of a one-off with souls like i'm not going to do many of these because 
my only uh, option was, I guess I'll just turn around and go grind against these three dudes over and over again and then go to the bonfire and reset and then fight these three guys so I can level oh, up. Yeah, that's a and, bummer. And obviously, you know, Elden Ring, the nice thing was like, hey, this is hard. I'm going to go do a million other different things and then I'll come yeah. back here and it'll be fine. Whereas like a classic, you know, from Software Souls game, it's like, no, you need to grind or just get better. And it's like, you know, I don't got time for that. <laughs> so sure. we'll see. I, I have heard that the first boss is weirdly difficult. Um, is that easily the, the hardest? Is he on the horse? Like, is it is it Lubu? Because I keep hearing. No, Lubu is like the hardest boss actually in the game, like end game stuff. The okay. first boss is the hardest boss because he does an incredible amount of damage. He's pretty quick and he only basically is beatable by using parries like easily or just like the most patience in the world. It's okay. definitely a check of like, hey, did you. Did, Did you, you learn figure how to, out how to parry in yeah. the last 30 minutes? I know those guys that you fought were like stupid easy and you didn't need to parry them. Um, but we, you need to make sure that you know how to parry now. And if you don't, you you can fuck off. So do you so, know how to parry then? Or did you just kind of like grind? to? No, the point I know how to parry. I, I could okay. not imagine fighting this boss without using the parries. Like, right. It's just insane. Like, it's so now that insane. you know how to parry, you could play this whole game easily because every single enemy is just parrying their red attack and then damaging them. Yeah, that's kind of I just think I don't like parrying like that's fair. I want to be dodging and attacking. The last thing I want to do is just to be waiting to like yeah. try and time the thing over. I just I don't find that very fun. This is a so. problem I had with it. I had fun with the demo. I replayed that part like on Game Pass to get to do more progress. And then I just fell off. I'm like, this is just kind of lame. It's literally the same thing like over and over and over again. I think I'm done with this for now. Yeah, How so, linear uh, is the game? I know Sean was mentioning there wasn't as much to do as compared to, say, Elden Ring. But did you play Neo? Me? No. It's very Neo-esque in that you choose missions from a map and then play oh, okay. through that mission. Okay. I mean, I played uh, Stranger of Paradise, which is basically Neo 2. So. Okay, yep, it's like that, but worse combat, <laughs> I think. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I haven't gotten to the part where I can, like, choose missions because I've only played the first level, but, like, the level is just... It's pretty linear. There is like one branching path where it's like, do you want to do a sub boss? That's like really difficult. And I tried a few times. Was it? Oh, yeah, it was a tiger. I could not beat that thing. That tiger kicked my shit in for like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe I have heard that some of the other stages do kind of branch further. And then there's some kind of like side quests. And I guess you're supposed to like go back and replay some missions to like complete side quests and whatnot. Um, yeah, you can, like, is, grind out gear. Like, when you beat that first boss, he gives you a s set pieces for his gear, but he doesn't yeah. give you the full set, so the idea is you're going to play that boss over and over to get Oh, that's definitely, that's definitely Neo. That's definitely Neo. I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to play Neo. that boss ever again. <laughs> it's honestly uh, Neo as, like, through the lens of Sekiro is this game, which okay. sounds intriguing until you play it, and then you're like, this is a little boring, actually. It's got an I also, Metacritic right now, so people are really mm. liking it. Like, I, I think it's just sure. it's just kind of not my thing is the thing. That's but fair. I also do not understand the like. All the like meters of like, like there's so many different meters and it's like like you use you use like souls to like 
make actions, which I guess is kind of like stamina. But it's like if you if you have like more then you can you you can like deflect easier and you're like putting power into like deflecting uses less souls. There's like so much going on. And then there's the whole like the number in the middle, which is kind of your level, but it moves up and down depending on how well you're doing. No, that's and your if morale. You like, that's not your level. Okay, so then what is what does the morale do? Because I thought it was just kind of another way of de- depicting like your level at the moment. So your morale kind of gives you increased defenses, uh, like more stamina, essentially better gains or whatever for your spirit. Uh, and that in each level upgrades as you put down uh, the banners. In yeah, you can places. like lock it in. So that's also kind of why it's like easier because every time you're starting off a level the hardest part is the beginning until you start killing dudes and doing things that'll increase your morale and then you lock it in essentially and you get stronger as the level progresses and then you face a boss essentially uh but and then the other thing you're talking about is spirit just as like spirit a primer for anybody listening who's wondering how that works Anytime you take damage or are blocking or deflecting attacks, your spirit goes down. Anytime you are attacking enemies or parrying enemies, your spirit goes up. And uh, if your spirit goes down all the way and you get hit, you go into a stagger state in which you, the enemy can fuck you up. Uh, yeah. But you can you also spend spirit to do to do like special martial arts, and magic attacks, and as well, magic, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. And then deflecting uses spirit. So you want to be like putting your like level up points into like now it'll u- deflecting will use less spirit. And also the weapons have like a, a, a deflect percentage. Yeah. And that's ba- and that is directly correlated to how much spirit they use. That's your parry rating, essentially how easy it is to parry with that. No, weapon. I don't think that's the case because I was reading it up and they were saying the higher percentages will use less spirit when you're deflecting. Right, but I think it's because it has a hard, a tighter window to do it in. But I, Basically, but I what I'm saying is that I tried parrying with one weapon that was like 70%, and I that game became way harder than the game that... the weapon that started you off with 120... 10 or 20% or something. Well, I'm... Okay, I'm pretty sure the articles I was reading didn't mention like it's mechanically changing the window of, uh, that you have to press it, and it's just relating to uh, how, how much, much spirit is used. Spirit I'm wondering if you're just if you just used a different type of weapon, which just kind of inherently it's be. like, oh yeah, because because I definitely went from like spear to sword, and I did feel it was different. Mm. Um, and they do have a different percentage, but I just think it was it was just a coincidence. Well, the, every weapon has like different move sets associated with them anyway so it could be as yeah. well yeah that's what i'm saying there's like so many systems and stuff going on that's also very neo-esque <laughs> yeah so we'll see yeah. um are you gonna play more of it i'm gonna give the next the second level a try we'll see how it okay. goes after there it also has co-op which that's great but i it my does. co-op buddy is not interested in playing it so that also might kind of put the nail in the coffin for this game gotcha fair uh the game i've been spending the most time with um besides trying to finish up fire emblem is dead cells return to castlevania nice yep yes this came out this uh this week and what's great is i hadn't played much of the last couple dlcs uh but i did buy them 
Oh. So there's just a ton of like new areas in this for me. And it's funny because like every time a Castlevania thing comes up, I'm like, OK, yes, I should go do the Castlevania thing. But it's like or I could go to this other area that I've never seen before. So there's just a lot of new dead cells for me. But sure. specifically the Castlevania stuff is the new stuff. And I'm here to say if you like dead cells and you have any affinity for Castlevania, you should absolutely get this DLC because there is so much fan service in there. Yeah, there's there's so much Castlevania in this game. Do you have to finish Dead Souls to play this or Dead Cells? No, you don't. Oh, sorry. Um, So the way Dead Cells DLC works is. It adds biomes, essentially, that you can. Yeah. So since since it's a roguelike, they will incorporate different stages in there that you'll get at different parts. So because they kind of categorize their stages as like these ones will show up after you finish the first dungeon and then you have like three to choose from these ones will only show up once you're like two dungeons in there blah 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 so the like castle outskirts is like a a level one dungeon that you can get to and you find like richter in in the first like intro dungeon the 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 prison where you always have to play through right Uh, he'll be like hey you should you should go over here and do this you know the threats here and then, you know, everyone looks kind of Symphony of the Night. That's kind of the art style. But the music's there. The music is remixed. Alucard's there. Um, the girl who I was not familiar with. or Maria. Uh, Maria's there. Okay. She has a cat. Hmm. Um, and then obviously Dracula's there. And because it's because they're incorporating this into a run-based game, you can't do all of the, the Castlevania DLC in just one go. Yeah. You'll go through it, and then eventually Alucard's going to be like, Hey, congratulations! You did beat death, but uh, it, they my my father still woke up, so I will I will meet you again. And then after you finish that run or die in that run, in the next run, Alucard will show up and be like, "Hey, if you can get to this biome, I'll meet you there, and then we'll get into the castle." Uh, and you go, you go do that. More kind of sto- sto- quote, quote unquote story stuff happens. Eventually, you get to a part where you're in Dracula's castle while he's like teleporting around and he's flipping the capsule upside down on you so you have to play upside down for a couple seconds he's throwing bats at you uh i have yet to beat i've yet to like get to his fight uh because that like bonus castle was like screwing me up but there's tons of little jokes and gags you you go to like the save room and your character's just like i don't feel any safer what is this for i'm i'm going back out like there's you know there's jokes and stuff in there all over the place Cool. Um, if you like fighting skeletons that throw their bones at you, I kind of uh, don't. This game, this game has a <laughs> lot of them. Don't worry, so like is Castlevania. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like I think it's it's a just a really fun way uh, to get Castlevania into Dead Soul. Dead Souls. Now John has me saying that. Dead Cells. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm like half out of it, so my bad. Yeah. Um, it's cool because you know Dead Cells is like a direct kind of like evolution of original sure. Castlevania structure and then they, they put it in there so it just it fits perfectly and then I'm also just having a great time because there's so much DLC for Dead Cells there's five years yeah. of DLC for Dead Cells there's a lot and I think you can get them all as one pack I think like there's like and it's like discounted it's like a $30 pack where you get everything <clears throat> I, I uh, fell off kind of hard on the DLC as well I don't remember the last one I did well, that's the nice thing is because they all get integrated so seamlessly is you can basically now play a run of dead, dead cells. And now I'm questioning if I'm saying it right. Or <laughs> it's wrong. so good. It's so good. You can now play a run of dead cells 
Um, that'll just be all new biomes, all new weapons. They put so much in this. There's a there's this bank level, which I just thought was like, oh, maybe it'll let me like deposit some money. So if I do die, I can start with more next time. No, it is just a straight up like biome that is so difficult. Like, oh, I got my ass kicked. I'm not going back to the bank like that is I might as well just start my run over again. If I'm if if the bank shows up, if I somehow I get to the two bank. besides Castlevania, I missed Fatal Falls and the Queen in the Sea apparently so and then cool. and castlevania so there's a lot for you there yeah yeah <clears throat> cool dead cells is great it's that game plays so well it is so tight that is true that's that's one of my favorite roguelikes that might be in my top three of roguelikes that's fair sure. it's great it's so good holy smokes it's so good all right and then this other game i played which is kind of news is uh there's i played recommendation dog which is a play date game Oh, okay. Oh, it's shit. a free play date game. I should be using that. <laughs> you should, because there was a big update this last week, which kind of made me... Cool. I, I got mine in, and the first time I used it, the knob for the crank fell off. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is it, like, broken? <laughs> it It's not... It won't stay attached. It's like the screws came loose or, like, broken the plastics. Like, I can put it back on, but then after enough spinning, it just comes right back off. Shit. So I, and I, keep, like the, like, I got it the and then like, a day on, like, or two later I left it? for a trip so I never actually like thought to write in like hey do I have to do like a warranty thing on this <clears throat> that sucks man yeah, yeah. that's terrible because I haven't had anything like that so you definitely have a like a bit of a defect that's a bummer yeah like I played like the one of the first two games they, I guess I played both games they gave you at the beginning the surfing one and the photography one I liked them I'm just like all right I gotta go on a trip I'll worry about you when I get back and then just forgot it's sitting back yeah, in the and, jam machine there. And that was probably lo- long enough ago that you have access to all of the season one now. So you have a lot to play for sure. Well, that's good. <clears> at least um, I'll just I'll just hop to the new segment of, of this. So they they had like a a live stream this week kind of talking about new play date stuff. And the big thing is they've announced and uh, put out catalog, which is their in console um like store front basically now so before the only way to excuse me get games was you would just get the auto download from season one that everyone gets access to and then you could sideload stuff that you get access to pretty easily but you know you'd go on itch and pay through itch or somehow just get the files and then sideload it onto your play date now if you if anyone who has a play date just updates to the latest uh, firmware catalog will be on the main screen which will have a bunch of games. I don't I think most of these games aren't new because a lot of them were have been on itch for like half a year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But there are a couple new ones, one of which is Recommendation Dog. They they put out two free games for people to play. Can't remember what the other free one is at the moment, but Recommendation Dog is. Uh, you're a dog that just recommends people for jobs, so someone will come into your office and be like, hey, I need somebody who is a ghost hunter, and but but is really unreliable. And then you have to use the crank and go through your Rolodex of like, I don't know, contractors or something. And you need to find someone who fits that category. And each one will have like different stats and like it'll be ranked on the stats. So you need to find someone who's a ghost writer, but has low uh, like reliability on their on their card. And then you submit that thing and you have to get eight of them before you like fail three and it's time based. And then each round, 
there's more people in your Rolodex. So you have to scroll through or I guess crank through uh, more uh, names when you're trying to submit, which just takes up more time and it is time based. So there you go. Uh, It's fine. You know, uh, on the main menu, you can hit a to start a new game or you can hit a your other option is uh, to select the bark button and that'll just make the dog bark. Cool. Yeah. So that's pretty great. Yeah, that's good. Um, anyway, to go back to like the news part of this. Uh, so there's a bunch of games in there. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get a code for all of them. Which nice. Was pretty lucky. Uh, so that showed up. So I was pretty excited about that. Uh, one thing that's kind of interesting is that the play dates price is going up. Oh, uh, for what? Yeah. So right now it's 180. It's going up to 200. And they basically said okay. like that their manufacturing partner basically came to them and said, starting now, it, it just costs more to make play dates. So we have to raise the price. But what they decided to do is instead of just raising the price immediately, they wanted to give everyone a month. So it that's is nice. not going up until April 7th. So if you are on the fence about a play date, now might be the time to do it. Otherwise, you're going to owe an extra yeah. 20 bucks. Um, they, they said the stereo dock is still coming. Uh, they are, they have some like beta units that they just caught in. Um, but yeah, in terms of that, the big thing is now you can just like buy games directly on the play date itself. Uh, so they they added like a bunch of games in there and what whatnot. I, I want to go through all of them, but there's so many, and I didn't even finish up the first season, so I have a lot of Playdate games to play. Cool, but uh, yeah. So that is all they've been playing. Let's do some news. So we already talked about that news. Suicide Squad has seemingly been delayed. Great. All right. Originally, I think it was they specifically said because of the the negative reception it got. That's uh, what it's sounding like. Now it's just some other time in 2023. Although, you know, I'm seeing Jason Schreier here is the one reporting on it. A delay like this is mainly for polish, not to overall the core gameplay that caused the backlash. Mm. I could it since they are aiming still for 2023. I can't imagine they would. They have a ton of time to completely change the, the gameplay. So. Sure. That would be a much longer delay. Uh, that does move it out of a crowded release window that currently includes Zelda, Diablo, and Final Fantasy. So that's probably good for Suicide Squad. Probably a wise decision. Yeah. In other news, this was just real recent. Epic Games, the Epic Games Store, announced uh, the developers are going to be able to self-publish on it starting today. They have the ninth. Oh, God. Okay. Some requirements include PC crossplay across all PC stores for multiplayer games, having Epic Game Store achievements. Does the Epic Game Store have achievements? Yep, it does. Okay, I've never even seen that. Okay. Um, prohibited content quality info. There, there's a whole uh, kind of fact on the website, but Paul, I'm that curious why you say, oh God, th- good. Th- this seems like a good thing. Oh, because that store is already shitty to go through this is going to make it way fucking worse i would assume this makes it easier for small developers to get their Uh, games no no this i mean it'll make it easier for their games to be on there it won't be help them with like visibility or anything though that store needs help to find stuff steam's bad at this too for what it's worth but steam has a better storefront for it at least 
Well, they got more experience, so I'm, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to hear that Steam is is outplaying someone. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, in in the long run, it will be good. It's just going to be a mess, I think, until they get that sorted out. Is this how all the hentai games get on Epic Game Store? One hundred percent. That's how. Because when Steam opened it up, that's how they got on there. Right. Uh, Starfield has, I mean, this headline says Starfield has been delayed. I didn't think it had a release date, but anyways, September 6th, um, and they also at the same time announced that they are going to do a Starfield specific direct on June 11th, which is the weekend before E3. So I guess it's kind of part of E3. Uh, but yeah, anyways, September 6th, we have a official date for Starfield. Okay. Anyone excited? Yeah, this is a big one. I'm excited to see what that is. This is the this is the big this is it. This is the one everyone's waiting for. Yeah. All right, and we talked about this earlier in the show. Grim Guardians, John and Paul's favorite game. Yeah, game of the year every year. Yep, is changing its name to Gal Guardians um, for the reasons John mentioned. I think I mentioned that offcast, didn't I? Yes, I, I think know. so. Oh, did, was it off cast? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. Uh, to be fair, Gal Guardians makes way more sense with what this thing is. <laughs> yeah. Literally, the two characters you play as are like the cover characters of Gal Gun Double Piece. So, turning into a reference to Gal Gun makes a ton of sense. Yep. This was due to a complaint from the owners of the trademark Grim Guard, which is one word. And it's apparently also a card game, so it's like not even related. I have. I guess they're both a, games. I don't know. It's a weird complaint. I feel like there's been better complaints about like names being too close that have worked. Like what was it? Iron Brigade had one. A while I was going to say this reminds me of Iron Brigade Entrenched. Yeah. Yeah. Which, but like this, rocks. this one seems a little silly. Yep. I mean, I think it's usually just like uh, someone got there first and their thing is not as popular. So I bet half of this is also to get people like Googling their card game again. Yeah, but, maybe. I mean, they own it. That's what trademarks are for. So apparently a lot um, of people bought that game not knowing it was a Galgun game. What? I mean, it's like the least Galgun Galgun game. But if you thought it was somehow going to be Grimguard, I mean... I guess I get it. I've never heard of Grimguard, but I could Neither be. Neither have I, but yeah. Grimguard card game. I'm wondering if I've even like seen this. Are we talking about Grimguard Tactics Fantasy RPG on the on mobile? Is it Grimguard oh, Command Force Miniatures? A bunch of things came up, basically. Yeah, is Grimguard Grimguard Tactics suing all these people too? Maybe. Okay. Anyway. No idea. No. Do you idea. think this hurts the game? Like, are you less likely to try out something called Galgun because you're like, oh, that's gonna be like well, porn it, game? It's well, it's Gal Guardians now, but yeah, Gal Guardians, yeah. I mean, well, I mean. I don't know. It's still called Demon Purge. So I feel like at that point you're like, okay, well, this doesn't unless they go real gross. This ain't Galgun. Yeah, to be. But 
put now that I know it's in the Galgun universe, that does make me be like, like roll my eyes a bit. And it's I mean, like, it's okay, a spinoff. It's straight up a spinoff. This? It's just like here's like an alternate universe where these two characters are just, just fucking murder demons. It's it's almost literally Castlevania. So like, but I get it. If yeah. you if you just heard like, oh, Galgun has a new game, you're probably gonna like pass automatically versus like, oh, hey, it's a pretty good co-op retro Castlevania. Yeah, and doesn't have well, the majority of it doesn't have Galgun's weirdness. Well, so that's the question: is the developers you would think it's like, hey, we should cash in on the name cachet and the fans that we already have, but no, they chose something totally out different. And that, and obviously, and that would imply that they were trying to distance themselves from that narrative, right? I mean, maybe to obfuscate what it is, but the endings for that game are very Galgun. <laughs> yeah, I can't so, sure, say but, I'm but shocked if, at But that, if they already have your dollars, it's like, whatever, we got you. Too, right, too and that's what Ha-ha. I'm saying, is that this name change, is it kind of going against what they wanted? It's like, oh, now people are going to know we're the yeah. weird anime game. That's what I would assume. It's like, haha, you thought you were getting a cool Castlevania, but guess what? Panties. It's funny because I would have been more on top of getting this game had I known that it was in the Galgun universe from the get-go and a Castlevania thing <laughs> than the but other I, way around. But I, I bet they're like, hey, no matter what we call it, the Galgun perverts are going to buy it. They're going to sniff it out and they're going <laughs> to come here no matter what. No, I don't think that. I bet a bunch of people didn't this- find it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's not that much like to tip you off that it even is like it's the same company. That's about it. I feel like we we've talked the most on this podcast that I've seen people talk about this game as well. But that's because I'm an Intercreates well, fan. Like that's yeah. Like, but I uh, also follow Castlevania fans, and nobody's talking about it. <laughs> that's the, that's the problem. Is that yeah? It, it's a certain. Subsect of people, and weirdly, two of those people are in the same podcast. <laughs> watch it be like, watch it be like the parent companies of of Galgun and Grimguard are like the same thing, and it's like, here's what we do: we set, we make the names like <laughs> we this, just fuck with and, everyone, and then we switch it, and that gets us all these headlines, and then people will buy it from like both ends. I love it. That's so good. I hope that's true, but I know it isn't. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right, and then last one. This is more of a PSA. They announced a new Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi game. I am here to remind everyone that anime arena fighters, doesn't matter what anime it is, they're all bad. Every single one of them is bad. <laughs> Every Budokai Tenkaichi game sucks. The Budokai wow. games are good. Wow. Uh, I So don't get your hopes up. They're bringing back a series that sucked. There's I mean, I think I've played like wow. one besides fighters. I think I've played like one Dragon Ball game in my life. That's, a, that's so. the thing. And that's the rule with Dragon Ball games. Is it a 2D game? It's probably good. Is it an arena fighter? It sucks. Tenkaichi mm. wasn't that bad, man. Tenkaichi's I like Tenkaichi and, one. No, I like Tenkaichi they, one. The fact that they kept Budokai in the name, which is a fantastic series. It's like, why are you slapping me in the face? Go, mm. go back and play Budokai one, two and three. Uh, you can play, what is it? I think it's like Burst Saga on the 360. Another good Dragon Ball Z fighting game. And then, or just play Fighters. Fighters is great. What about Fortnite with a Goku skin? That's I mean, that's probably better. It's really fun to use the Kamehameha in Fortnite. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. 
All right, let's do some questions. Topdownperspective at gmail.com is the email address to send in questions at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. I can read this first one from Matthew. A bit of backstory in case you're not aware. Dark Souls 1 has a surprisingly non-linear narrative. Exploration heavily involves finding shortcuts to previously reached areas and checkpoints. You often have to find key items to unlock rooms and passages so you you couldn't previously access. Many bosses can be fought in any order, and some bosses can be skipped entirely if you've unlocked alternate routes. With With this in mind... Is Dark Souls 1 a Metroidvania? I've heard, I've seen discussions about this. The basic breakdown that people have from what I've seen people talk about online is does a Metroidvania have to be 2D? Or does it have to have what is uh, said here? Because like Castlevania and Metroid, for the most part, with some exceptions, were 2D. And that's kind of what spawned that idea. I always interpreted like a a key part of the metroidvania is that you are getting abilities that is that is letting you go back to areas to to traverse it differently and i don't believe in dark souls you are gaining new mechanical abilities you're opening up different paths yeah but it's not it's not like now you can go through the red doors because you got the red key card or whatever. No, there are absolutely items that you cannot go into an area without this item in your inventory. That oh, is absolutely okay. a thing. Okay. And is there a part where it's like, well, now you can't get now you can get up here because you unlocked the double jump? Dude, I wish. <laughs> uh I don't the and the the way this conversation usually goes from what I've seen is in people saying, okay, then Zelda's a Metroidvania because yeah. the things like it devolves. Basically, I'm just going to dumb this down for us on the podcast. Do Metroidvanias have to be 2D? Because that'll dictate the answer here. That's kind of the core. I kind of don't think they do need to be 2D. No. But, but the, because, the vast majority are. Right. Uh, well, because well here's, you know what? Here's Metroid a better Prime question. Is a Met- Metroidvania. Yeah. Is Metroid Prime a Metroidvania? <laughs> it is. <laughs> so Then they don't have to be 2D. Right. But does the exception prove the rule is also the like, I don't think they have to be 2D for me personally. But if somebody says they do, I would agree with them. I'd be fine. I I think it's just because the vast majority are 2D. That's why you you don't think of the 3D option. But like, yeah. Okay, so so I, I don't think they have to be 2D either. So Metroid Prime obviously is a Metroidvania. So then is is Zelda a Metroidvania? Technically, yes, because you're unlocking items for to open up new areas to get to. But then every video game ever with a progression like that is a Metroidvania, including ones that happened before Castlevania and Metroid existed. So it's this weird like time paradox thing also that happens. <laughs> it's messy. It's a messy well, conversation. So I ask you, Paul, is Dark Souls 1 a Metroidvania? Um... I don't. So even though there are items and stuff that you collect to progress in the game, I don't think there's enough of them to make the argument stick, really, to what you said. Uh, Are they purely items or are you getting new new gameplay mechanics? You get an item to open a door to do a boss. You get another item that literally lets you exist in an area with a boss that be like you auto die if you don't have this item to get to a boss that you need to progress to the end game 
Like there are that okay, so that's a thing. They they but do seem like to just be they do seem to be the equivalent of like a key. And as opposed to adding a new sure. gameplay mechanic, which I feel sure. like that's, that's something fair. I yeah, look, yeah. it's like, hey, you can't do this until like you can't you need to get the underwater breathing thing, which I guess is just a key as well. But double jump on right. dash, that would be another one. So <laughs> I don't know, because because a bunch of like now I'm thinking a bunch of the Metroid ones are just like now you have the stronger armor, which might as well just be a key. Do Metroidvanias even exist then the way we're describing it is like we're just describing video games right now you need something to progress yeah, maybe maybe video games <laughs> suck maybe that's what we're learning i've been telling you man <laughs> <laughs> we've been just wasting our time here the entire time yeah just oh my god we've huh. been watching movies and reading books and shit but no video games holy shit so i've been like academically, I think Dark Souls One is kind of a Metroidvania, even though it feels wrong to say it in my soul. So, and I don't know why it just doesn't feel like it is one. Okay, maybe because it spawned its own genre, and it seems to be like this genre is actually this genre. Like, I don't know. Weird. Yeah, now, now I'm trying to think like what what is truly unique, and it's like, well, I guess the side scrolling part's kind of unique to it because Zelda doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. But then again, Met- yeah, Metroid Prime. So I don't know. Weird. Um, Ahiave says, if you walked into a shop and saw four consoles, oh my god, a Sega Genesis, a Nintendo Swatch. A fuck? Microsoft Eggs box, any version, and a Sunny Slay Station, also any version. What knockoff games would you like to play on them? Yes, Youngin Ring has ray tracing on the Slay Station 4 and 5. <laughs> Youngin Ring. So stupid. What a bad joke. <laughs> I want to play Plastic Cog Liquid. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. <laughs> That's, I, that's you want, that hurt saying that sentence, by the way. I just want you to understand that. That sucks. I hate that. Yeah. Knockoff game. Okay. Um, so there would be, there'd be stuff like Pocketmon, right? With just like Pocketmon is creatures. a great one. Yeah, Pocketmon would be on there. I'm just trying to think, like, what are some things, like some boot, yeah, it's basically like, what are, like, the bootleg ones? What's the what's the fake Call of Duty that was in um Oh my god. Yeah, what the fuck was like, that thing? I know there's like duty calls, that was one of them. There's been a whole bunch of call fake Call of Duties. But wasn't there like one in Duke Nukem Forever? Oh, yeah, probably. I, I don't remember. I don't remember that. I was thinking of duty calls, I think. Duty calls, I that's what I was thinking. <laughs> funny because i was i was trying to think of something that's uh, like i don't even know why i'm bringing this up because it just makes me look like a fucking moron i was gonna make a joke about wario because it's like bad mario is like that's literally (laughs) (laughs) well then you turn it sideways make it an e so it's irio i like caught myself instantly but just like you're a fucking moron (laughs) (laughs) i do like the idea of someone playing like wario land and just be and just like they play 20 minutes and go this is just a bad mario 
<laughs> or they're playing like they're playing like Mario Party and like they look confused the whole time after picking Wario and they're like, I don't get it. This guy's just like a bad Mario. <laughs> All right, John, you want to get to read this next one? All right. Uh, from Sukusuku, do timed exclusives work? Yeah, absolutely. For the platform holder, yeah. <laughs> I think so. I mean, here's the thing. It benefits everyone business-wise because the platform holder gets more people on their platform. The company gets paid a lot of money for the exclusivity. So from that aspect, yeah, the consumer is the only side that really gets hurt by it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's because then the consumer has to decide, like, should I get this console because it yeah. has these exclusives? Right. Um, so, it, you know, I can't relate entirely because I usually have all the consoles. So it's like I'm going to play it on either my console of choice or the console it's on. Um, I, I would say they work because they're meant to drive profit. And that's what they do. They make people feel FOMO make them want to buy something earlier than they maybe would or whatever. And if even one person does, it worked. Has it ever worked for you guys where you're like, um, have you ever come across a console that, like, and there was a system seller for it? Yeah. The GameCube had the Resident Evil remake and Resident Evil 4 on it. So I bought it immediately. I didn't even want a GameCube until that. Okay. How about you, John? Repeat the question. Was there ever like a system seller for you where you're like, I'm not really interested in this console, but then a game, a game did come out where you're like, I will buy the console for that game. See, the problem is like, I kind of have the rule of thumb of like, I need two or three games on a system before I pick it up like at <laughs> launch. But nowadays it's just like, well, might as well get them all. Uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm kind of at. It's like, I'm going to buy it no matter what. I know there's going to be games on it. So back in the day, like not really, no, like, yeah, I don't know I think that there I, were really timed exclusives when we were growing up as much. There were just exclusives. Like this yeah, wasn't that's the come other out thing. on something else, probably. That's the other thing for sure. That's a that's a good point, sure. Yeah. And I want to think like back when I was I didn't have every console, I was trying to think how I made my purchasing decisions. And it was mostly just like when I got the money saved up, I picked it up. Or when the price drop was announced, I picked it up. Sure. Yeah. In this case, I'm probably going to get a PS5 because of Final Fantasy 16. Like, that's the one so that's pushing me now. would you consider that a, a system seller? Yeah, for sure. Okay. But, like, also, there's a couple others that, like, are already on there and coming to it, to the PS5. So it's, it's one of those weird gray areas of, like, I want it now for that game. But like, there's other stuff that I'm gonna get out of it, so it's not solo in this endeavor. Right. Well, then that's kind of how John was saying is like, th there's a bit yeah. of a buildup, and that's just like that's the one breaking the the horse's back. Right. Rasterman writes with the recent release of the Midgard DLC for Power Wash Simulator. What other places from other video games you know would you give the same treatment? Splatoon is an easy one. Oh, you want, yeah. You want, oh, oh, for Power Wash specifically? Yeah. Yeah. What what, what games should go into Power Wash? Splatoon should be one. Like, 
just give you like a, a small section of like a downtown city. Yeah, I, I was going to say something like hell, just clean hell or like yep. somewhere where like the like doom guy's been just like, but I guess that's viscera cleanup detail. I guess they literally have a game for that. And they have the shadow warrior like version of that, too, which is basically what I just asked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It would feel better in Power Wash Simulator, I will say. There's something about True. power washing that's just relaxing. <laughs> um, in the Midgard DLC, I really liked cleaning the uh, the what's it called, the tank buster or the air buster or whatever. Like I thought that was cool. So maybe another game with giant mechs of some sort. It would be cool to ki- uh, clean off the different Metal Gears like Ray and Rex and oh, okay, that sort of thing. Oh, and if you did Metal Gear Rising, you could just like clean off like Raiden. Like, he'll just stand in there and you get to give him a nice little bath. It'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, he'll yeah. do like a little, little like a little spin, a little windmill for you. Yeah. Mine's I mean, you could also here. even like just sticking with Kojima, you could definitely do Death Stranding because there's like weird goo in that game as well. But they're also ghosts. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Phantom Aegis writes, Ahoy TDP crew, in this scenario you are given a whole day to look at future events in your life. You have two options. The first one is to look at a list of every single action that will occur to you for the next 52 weeks. Yes, every action. Oh boy. Or the second option, where you will know 12 major events in the next four years, but not know the order when it occurs. Which would you choose? Ooh. I'm guessing the answer of I don't want to see either isn't on the table here because this is a nightmare for me. Oh, no, I, I, I absolutely and I'm, I'm in on this. Let's fucking go. I think this is a nightmare. <laughs> I, yeah, let's I fucking like go. This. I, I am, uh, know the entire year's worth or 12 things from four years. I got to go with the 12 from four years because it's. Oh, I could I, see that. I don't yeah. okay, mind me, them not being in order, but like they're like. Let me tell you why field? that's a bad one. Okay. Let me tell you why that's, oh, that's give, a give bad me, one. Give me a reason. Give me a reason. You're gonna get yeah. you're gonna get twelve you're gonna get a list of twelve things, right? Yeah. Some of which yeah. we're we're assuming are going to be like really bad. Okay. Yeah. Right? Like, well, like in this I don't know why scenario. we're assuming that, but yeah. Yeah. Well, my I life just, sucks. Well, so yes, yeah, so it will definitely be because well, if, <laughs> if both if everything in these are just great, it's like it doesn't who cares? Then there's no point. So we have to assume in this scenario that one of them is gonna be ter- like there's a terrible event somewhere in there, right? Okay, so let's say like a loved one passes away. But, but you don't but know this, when it no, 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 no. You're you. That's like the worst example. Oh, sorry, buddy. That's like the worst <laughs> yeah. example because like some. Okay, a loved one's gonna die. Okay, now I will cherish the rest of my time with them. Well, no, let me because mm. I've seen this movie. This is what's happening in oh, your no. attempt to. Are stop you butterfly that event, affecting this? Come you on, you are now. going to cause the loved one. You're butterfly one to affecting die. this. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Oh my god. You know what? I'm I'm actually going to back John up on this one and I'll tell you why. It's for the reason he said isn't important to him. I don't want to know the order this shit happens. I don't mind knowing that like maybe one of my pets might die in the next 4 years. That's going to suck. But you know what? Like I don't know that it's going to be tomorrow or like a week from now. I hate knowing when I have to do a thing. So knowing everything that happens in a year would drive me fucking crazy. There's no way I couldn't do it. So I'm going to well, be with John I think what's this. really bad about that one is since it's every action, that's going to be like a like eight story tall book. 
Oh yeah, there's so much that there's actually there's, none because it's just they, like they a pointed out C. every action. So I don't even. Yeah. So theoretically, you could be like, and then you breathed in, and then you breathed I, out. Well, okay, okay. But, let, sure, let, we can say when goes that granular, but like at the same time, it's like you're gonna realize like, wow, there's a lot of boring shit that's gonna go on for the next year. What exactly. if you literally so have the like most boring think, year? I don't think you would actually get it's like any white information noise. about this because you yeah. would stop reading so quick where it's like, I don't even know if there's something important in here because there's so much to get through. Okay. What if there's a search function for this file? And then because I can't stop myself, I'm going to control F like dead or death or, <laughs> or <laughs> injury or crash. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I would just have to stop myself from that if this was the one I did. I still think I would rather know the major events because I think I could plan accordingly if they're really bad and be stoked if they're good. The other thing is like, so can you can you alter the the event? Like, let's say I think no matter what you do, these events will always happen. Well, so, but somehow, I mean, I've seen the movie. They they have to happen. Right. <laughs> but like, <laughs> theoretically, if you think it through, like, okay, if you know that this is going to happen in 52 weeks, if one of them yeah. says like, you lose all your money gambling, then it's like, okay, I just <laughs> right. won't gamble. They're, like, you can't force me to gamble. Yeah. But in the movie... Somehow I'm going to end up gambling. It's going to be a weird scenario. It's like, I'm going to kill your mom unless you play blackjack with me, Sean. So is is the way you're reading this that the list is literally just like these are the things that we wrote down that happen. But like you could change them or whatever. And the other one is like these events are going to happen. You can't change it, but you know that. Well, I I think in the like in the like. In in the in this hypothetical scenario in in the movie version of it, the events have to happen. No matter because what. if it's because okay. if either. it's just a scenario where it's like here's a possible one year of your life, who cares at that point? That's not interesting. But, but then, like knowing that you're going to gamble all your money away isn't like then you just know it's going to happen. It's the same outcome, but more granular. Yeah, I don't. I I. That's why I'm saying it's like I don't think it's worth knowing. So let me ask you this. Okay, you you know twelve major events. What do you change? Yeah. What do you change? No, I guess like my outlook. I, mean, I don't my think change- outlook on life. I guess. Yeah. Like, and yeah. if nothing changes, what's the point? I mean, I don't dude, think there's. I don't think there's really a point to change certain things. Like, you welcome to my life. What's the point to you, life? Like, you can't change that someone <laughs> has to die. So it, yeah. you change like how you feel about that moment and the person. Like, it's all. I'm like, more and more on John's side. Actually, I'm more on this well, side now. There, so then there, I would so argue, here's the thing having a list of 12 things that are going to happen in four years is really not that big of a list. Like we're assuming these are like the top 12 biggest things to happen to you, but that doesn't mean like other shit's still not going to happen to you. It's not like you're spoiling your life versus the list of like, here's literally your next year. Right. But if it's, so if, if the, if the only thing that you're going to do differently for knowing the 12 is to just like live, like cherish the moment, then maybe you should just cherish every moment and have a better outlook on I, life. I think, I think you're rule. understanding how people work, Sean, because sometimes they need shit like a divine intervention from God showing them <laughs> the next 12 major events in the next four years to make them realize that. Or like being so close to death that they get that or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like something to kick it out. 
Yeah, like um, I got like I got like insecurities and shit about like my work and my life that I'm like, yo, I want to know if sh- something happens, like if my biggest fear gets realized or like if it gets oh like my fixed. <laughs> what like, yo? What if one of the events is you lose your job and then the other big event isn't you find another one though because then you're like, oh, I guess I'm fucked. Because <laughs> <laughs> like the if the if a bit major event that happens in four years is you lose like your life essentially your income. And then another major event should be you find another one to replace. What if those are what if those are in the opposite order? What if he finds a second option right now, doesn't take it, and then he loses his current income and he doesn't have access to that first one because you don't know the order of these. Oh, you know, actually what the worst is? I I choose a second option. I want to know 12 major events. Here's a list of six. It's like, oh no! <laughs> oh no! Are, well, are you, are you implying I, I like say, you don't have enough life to get? 12? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I think I, I was think gonna say, what happens like, if one of the twelve events is you die? I'm just like, oh shit! Well, I know well, they're gonna be in order, I guess. To, I'm assuming what it's gonna do is it's going to take. Here's how much of your life is left. Here are the twelve most major events up until that death. So I think it gets down to if some of them are I breathe in and I breathe out, then, you know, it's happening pretty (laughs) quick. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, we were scraping the the bottom of the barrel because you have eight minutes to go. One of the major events is you wake up the morning of certain date because that's the last thing. That's the last major event of your life. I'm, I'm still with John on that one. To be honest, I, I think if I had to pick one of the two, it will be like t- the 12 big major events in no order over four. Years. I don't want to know any of this, though, at all. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm saying I don't want to. Nah, fuck it. it. So fuck it. I got too many insecurities. <laughs> fucking tell me. So <laughs> fucking I can't, tell me I, this would lead to more insecurities. Are you kidding me? This would act, <clears> you would be dreading these things. I, I pick the 52 weeks. So I get that list and I'm never looking at that list. No, nah, give me give me the 12. Oh man, I just realized another thing. He's right. He saw the monkey paw thing. You don't have to look at the list, whereas the other one, you have the knowledge immediately transferred into you. Oh shit, he's yeah, right. Oh no, he's true. right. I didn't think of that. Even oh, if the God. 12 wasn't immediately transferred into you, it's such a short, readable list. You would you could get it so quickly. Whereas it's just a text. It's like you literally just get a text from a random number. Like here you go, twelve events. Just, yeah, just yeah. That's that's might as well be what it is. Like what I don't. What do I do with this? Like this person's gonna die. Lol. Smiley face on this date. Just like fuck. <laughs> I hate. Why you don't, you don't know what to... you don't know the order. You don't know the order, so it, oh, they probably wouldn't yeah. give you dates. That'd be yeah, the thing, like, you know, you're, like you said, yeah, you get fired from your job. Like, okay, you don't know when this is happening. This could be tomorrow. This could be four years from now. So now you're constantly stressed. <laughs> Until that's my I life already, my Sean. It's yeah. not different. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's well, winning I don't want me that. back. I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> Why do we have that. to choose? Because <laughs> <laughs> a genie did it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think uh, John is up. Uh, yeah, I think so. From Dead, what hand do you use when typing the letter Y on your keyboard? Feel free to try it a few Y words on your desktop and mobile devices to realize. Oh, right. right. Oh, right. If okay. you're using your left, that's insane. What are you doing? Home row typer, yeah. Exactly, home row. It's, yeah. right, it's right there. I will admit, though, I had to put my hands on the keyboard quickly and just I, do... I do motion. have to look at my phone, though. <laughs> I am curious about my phone, because I have not oh. tried to type that. 
Oh, hold on. I'll I'm check assuming here. it's going to be my right as well, just because actually, it's like my yo, it's my left hand, actually. Really? Um, mine goes back. Oh, and it, forth. Depends. It, it depends. It depends. It depends. Yeah, it depends. It depends on what the letter before that was, basically, because I go back yeah. and forth. So I typed the word but, Y and I W H Y, and it was my right hand. But I typed the word U after typing wood, and it was like oh. my left hand. So yeah, it just depends. Oh, on U is also. But did I you tried, just uh, fucking like, send me a text? I did. So I said, "How do I type this Y? The Y in type." I used my left and the Y yeah. that was single. I used my right. So that's I, I think I'm with Paul. It's because the if it's right after the T, I'm always going to use my left one. Right. But yeah. Yes, if, it, if, it's key, if it's keyboard, <laughs> if it's an actual keyboard home row, I'm typing it with my right hand. If it's like a phone, it, it depends. Yeah. Also, Paul, I had your number, but for some reason didn't have your name written in. So I'm going to fix that. You're just like, who the fuck is this? I have your name. I have like three different numbers for you now. What the hell? I yeah, I I had some problems with some companies okay. trying to screw right. me. So I left them. All right, there we go. Fixed. Boko writes, is there any game slash series that you will only use a specific controller with? Personally, I think it's blasphemy to play a Final Fantasy game with anything other than a PlayStation controller. Or for Shimigami Tensei, it'll always be a Nintendo controller. Okay, so they're not they're not talking like fighting game like that granular. Oh yeah, because I because in my mind shooters, in my mind I keyboard. was thinking like fighting game. You're you, yeah, yeah you're gonna want like a stick or like a joy box or whatever the fuck they're called. They're talking series, I guess. Okay, I, for I me, get it, like, Resident Evil is PlayStation, just always, and because that's how it started for me. I always associate you don't play first Resident Evil person. on your PC. Yeah, with a PlayStation controller. Yeah, like I, oh, right. I associate first-person shooters with Xbox, so I always think Xbox controller. So okay, to sure. me, that's that. Um, uh, I don't think I have a preference. I think it's mostly I'm going to use an Xbox controller just because I have so many of them. So it's like, yeah, I put an extra one with my PC. How do you guys feel about Smash with only a GameCube controller? Because that's one people swear by. I've gotten used to the Pro Controller just because I got sick okay. of pulling out the GameCube adapter. Yeah. I Okay. I'm never going to pick like a NES or, or like I should say a SNES style controller over something that like feels better in my hands. But that's mm. about it. I guess I guess the, like there's no real gamer series I only use. There's nothing I only use a specific controller for. Yeah, it's just no. a case of like, yeah, if I'm emulating, I'm just going to use an Xbox controller because it usually just figures it out. The drivers work faster than like messing around with custom firmware and shit like that. Yeah, fair. Um, VGC Kenny writes, Nintendo announces a direct with a big announcement. Okay, you watch, and as it progresses, you see they announce the successor to the Switch. However, you notice something curious. They aren't demonstrating the portable capability of the Switch 2. After they finish showing off the Switch 2, they announce that it will have one more thing they'd like to announce. Then they show off a familiar shape. It can't be, you think, but it is. Nintendo announces a 3DS second edition. No. <laughs> okay, a new portable game system and the follow-up to the 3DS. Nintendo explains in order to give the Switch 2 the raw power to keep up with the other consoles, it needed to be dedicated home system. 
but they also explain the game list for the two games will be exactly the same. So you'll have the option to play Switch two games on the go, as well as being able to play 3DS games using the 3DS Second Edition. The Switch 2 is $350 and the 3DS Second Edition is $200. How would people react? And would you get both or just one? I have to reread this. Uh, I mean, I'll answer. People would react poorly. Uh, but it's Nintendo, so they would all just buy it anyways and nothing would matter. Uh, and I wouldn't only buy the home edition because I don't care about the portability of the Switch as much as I do like Nintendo games working good. I know I would be on this podcast being like, what do you mean you had to bring it back to a home console? The Steam Deck's doing fine. Right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, isn't this just the Switch and the Switch Lite? Because the Switch Lite can't be docked. Like, yeah, it's, it it's is. Just, it's just that. And yeah, like the Switch Lite's like 100 bucks cheaper or something like that. Well, I so think the, just, I, I think if you boil it down, it's like, so what do you think of the idea of if, if, if Nintendo at some point went back to a two console, like a dedicated handheld, dedicated home console scenario? Well, but this says like they're going to have the same game list, which just seems redundant. Yeah, um, I don't know. I like at some point I would just think if this is something they wanted to do, they would make the switch only portable with like a dock that you could buy that powers it up when it's plugged in for another two hundred dollars for people that wanted that. Like, I don't know why they would go back to just home console and not something portable primarily with an upgrade myself. Mainly because Japan, Japan loves their portable stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think like a scenario where like this, because like the price point puts it basically where the the Steam Deck is, or I guess the other consoles too. Yeah, so it's not it's not like it's it's not like I'm going to sit here and being like this is too much money because it's you know if if I wonder my my guess one of my questions would be like it has the same library, but if I buy the game once, do I get it on both? And is it like a seamless transfer? You know, so can I, the way I'm reading this is yes, but I don't know the intention of the question, I guess. That's what I assumed. I would I would have to assume because it would otherwise it would just kind of make no sense. Like. It would. Yeah, it would, it would make kind of less sense to, to me. I would buy I wouldn't need as much as I want it to be portable. I it would be better on the switch, too, because that's as we're saying is is the more powerful console here. And having it in 3D is not going to help out much. Um, what about the idea of being able to play 3DS games and I guess DS games by extension because it has the port for it on? Yeah, this that's not doing much well. for me because I do have okay. a 3DS and I doubt they're making and and they're not making new 3DS games. They're making right. new Nintendo games that are on both. So I'm going to play the best right. version of it. And having 3D is not the best version of it. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, so that's not what's weird about this is I, as I don't think you can do this with the 3D because that would be such a different thing. Like, so actually the D the, the switch to switch light comparison that John made is actually pretty close to what it would yeah. have to be. Right. Yes, for sure. Otherwise they're basically programming a new game and that just seems insane. Right. Yeah. We're making or the they're same making game that twice, bottom baby. screen useless. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think this should. I think. I think even just going back to two systems and splitting back the games you get on both is not needed. They can just. They can get along with just the Switch or a Switch esque system now. The Steam yeah. Deck, the like can... Sean said, the Steam Deck proved as such. Like, yeah. yo, just up the horsepower, and you still got something that'll sell. Yep. Now. I think the only way they could I could see them splitting it again is if VR one of them did something completely unique again. VR. Like the home console would be would have VR in it is what you're saying? One of them would have VR. That's like here's a dedicated VR system. Here's like Virtual Boy 2, but don't use that yeah. because they know it'll in bring that, Yeah, that's memories. kind of what I'm getting at. Like it would have to be something like brand new. Yeah, that right. the thing couldn't do so that they could justify like, no, this is why you're going to want to have both. The switch can't do, you know, whether it's VR kind of like with the game, you need the Game Boy and then the DS because the DS has the two screens and, you know, they supported the Game Boy for a little bit after that as well. Hmm. What if the switch to mobile version had a camera on the outside so you can do AR stuff on with it and they go deep into AR. That'd be kind of su- cool. I, I mean, like they AR did a bit stuff. of that with the 3DS. <clears throat> yeah, they did exactly. the Face 3DS. Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. That's the good shit. Remember that IR camera they put on like the Joy-Con that they never seem to use? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> yeah. They barely even use the like r- rumble feature anymore. Yeah. Other than for just basic rumble. What I'm trying to but, say is where is that one to switch uh, sequel? How is, many marbles a, are in this Joy-Con right now? Hey, that was cool at the time. That that one time. thing was cool. Don't well, shake the baby. That game sucked. Um, well, didn't we read a news story like last year that said like, yeah, they were working on a sequel to one to switch and everyone said it sucked. Not only did they say it sucked, but the word they were using was miserable. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> that was good. <laughs> always a good sign calling your projects yep. miserable yeah that's Absolutely. what like the testers were saying or something like that these mini games are miserable like i want to i want to play those those are so much more interesting than what was on one two switch miserable mini games let's go why are we taking <laughs> I guess that's just mario party right oh wow 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 maybe i don't want that good setup though that was pretty good but i'm yeah, tish maybe. yeah Hebrew Lantern writes in and says, what TV show or movie did everyone like but you? Follow up question, what TV show or movie did you like that everyone hated? Or I guess do games, since this is a video game podcast, apparently. Uh, game of Thrones. Everybody loved that thing. I stopped after the first season. I can't understand what people saw in it. I actually went through both with Game of Thrones. The first I watched it the first time with my ex and I hated it. And then years later, Reese was like, yo, let's watch it. I love the show. Had the exact same feelings for the part I watched. And then when I got to the news, I'm like, oh, no, no. I just stopped at a bad point. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, no, turns out that's why she's my ex now. <laughs> I like watching no, stuff with my like wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't really like Black Panther 2 and people were like super into that. Um, yeah, Black Panther 2 is fucking terrible. That's a bad I movie. liked I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's fucking terrible, but it's fucking um, terrible. Uh, I liked Velma, and I'm the only person on yep. the planet, apparently. You are. I, yep. <laughs> I liked Thor 2, the Dark World, or whatever it was called, and apparently Yo, I, that. I thought that was okay. I wouldn't yeah. say I liked it, but I thought it yeah. was fine. 
I can't. Captain America was like one of my favorite movies from like series one, and I was pretty low on that too. Apparently. Mm. What about game wise? Game wise, not super into Pikmin. I fucking hate Pikmin. I I tried it again. Yeah, I don't like it. It's like fine. It yeah, it's fine. It's like very middle of like Nintendo's plate for for Mm. me. Okay. I'm curious how Pikmin I, 4 is going to be. Yeah. I do know me people too. swear by Pikmin, so. Oh, yeah. The Kleinbeck points out a perfect one for me. The Kirby in the Forgotten Land. I super wasn't into that. Yeah. I'm having a hard time thinking of a game that I like that a bunch of people dislike. Game and Wario, maybe? No one talks about Game and Wario like they should. Game Wario has some cool mini games on it, but yeah. Yeah. The Franck flicking was fun, or whatever that one was called. What'd you call me? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Lineback writes our last question that reads, what's a game series that you love to gush about but is extremely niche despite it still getting relatively recent releases so you don't have many to discuss it with? For me, it's Fatal Frame. Ooh, that's oh, a good sure. choice. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely niche. <clears throat> that's hard what games are extremely niche but get continuous sequels that's the thing <laughs> like fatal frame is a great example of that that's very good yeah near would I have been say- a great example of that until like automata exploded in popularity sure yeah, yeah. i mean par- my head went to professor layton just because like nobody's been talking about it but again there's like eight of those games so people must like them <laughs> Yeah. Can we count across? I mean, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I don't so. think I've met someone who dislikes Pacross, though. They might just not know about it, but I don't think I've ever seen someone be like, that's the worst mu- number game. When's the last new Tetris game we got that wasn't like a re-release of Tetris Effect? Is it Tetris Effect? <laughs> That wasn't oh. t- connected to Tetris Effect? Tetris 99? Oh, yeah, Tetris 99. And there we go. People like Tetris, though. People love Tetris. There's a Tetris movie coming out at the end of the month. I know. I'm excited to see that because it actually looks decent. Yeah, I'm excited, too. Like, Except I like it's on Apple TV, company. so I'm not going to get to see it. I'm going to subscribe because Ted Lasso comes out next week, so I'll have it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's true. It's up coming quick. God, I don't think I have an answer for this, honestly. I could tell you niche games that I love that nobody talks about, but they're not still, like, releasing games in those series. I was going to say, what if you went, like, real specific and you said multiplayer Resident Evil games? Armored Core. But, I feel like I mean, that putting those out. That's an answer for, like... The last question of like, what's a game that you like that people hate? Like, I liked Operation Raccoon City and not so much Umbrella Corps, but I thought they were fine. Yeah, I don't have an answer for this. All right. If people want to send in questions for next week, top down perspective at gmail.com at TV podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel and John's P.O. Box. What's your game of the week? Grim Guardians or Gal Guardians, what do you want to call it? <laughs> sure. Uh, um, I go ahead. 
Dead Cells. I guess I'll say Power Wash Simulator. Also, you didn't put housekeeping, but I think we're recording the Last of Us thing. Soon-ish, right? After next week. After this weekend, yeah. So for TVP fans, our next our March episode will be about uh, the entirety of the Last of Us TV show. Yeah, yep. that should be exciting. Talking about Calgary locations a whole bunch that mm -hmm. are in there. Sure. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye, Bye everybody.